Are you ready for the Horror Shed Podcast starting now? Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm Jared. Today we have South Jersey Jason as normal. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm exhausted. Work's killing me. I hear you. I uh, worked overnight. I was off today, and then I go in tomorrow for 8 to 4 with my ride along with the officer. So that should be interesting. Hope something cool happens, because that <sighs> could be really just sitting there drinking coffee if you think about it. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, I'm not complaining. Maybe I envision it as McLovin and super bad. There you go. (laughs) Get them to buy you beer. I love it. (laughs) So um, Halloween is over. Yes. Yeah. I felt like October just flew by. Oh, it did. I don't I don't remember a day in October because it was it was insanity. We ended up at 20 haunts. Okay. Actually, as a group, we covered about 28. Okay. Over 100 attractions. So it was it was cool. It was cool. We might take a right. little different approach next year and try to get some new ones instead of trying to pound in all the ones we've been to. Right. Are you uh, possibly making plans for uh, Universal? Depends on what the houses they put out. Yeah, because didn't you send me a link? They already announced like a Chucky house. Yep, Child's Play House is the first announcement at HHN. They did it that the should, day after they closed, I believe. That should be, I mean, is that early to do it like that early? They like, usually pop of, one in there to keep you interested. Okay. okay. I remember one year when they did Child's Play, I, I remember seeing like a video. There was just like a wall of good guy boxes with Chucky's in it. And then like one would come out. Oh, so that was awesome. have you been watching the new season yet? Nope, I'm waiting till it's done. The fir- the first episode is a little burn, but after that, it's really good. And there's one episode just solely dedicated to the uh Tiffany character, and it's great. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was I'm last week's episode. That. Last week or week before, I mean it was really good. Like everyone was talking about it. But Jared, did you hear there's a uh Friday the 13th TV show coming out. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh my God, really? Is that why Holy, it's been on Facebook oh every 10 gosh. fucking you know, seconds? I love Friday the 13th, but I just felt like... <sighs> I know the fans are excited, but it was just like overkill. And I'm just like, you, you can't, you know, you cannot please the average horror fan. Or maybe a franchise horror fan. Because... They're going to bitch about something because that's not what they want to see. Uh, this is going to, you know, this is actually something interesting for the past year. A lot of people have been saying, you know what? We want to see a story about Pam. And my friend Dave Brown wrote this great story. Uh, Jason West, who was the director of his name was Jason, the fan film, was actually turning it into a script. And it would have took place between late 40s up until Mrs. Voorhees picks up Annie in the beginning of the film. And it would basically start off with her getting into town, becoming a cook at the diner, then becoming the the cook at the camp, and then the death of Jason. But there would also be flashbacks of when she lived with Elias and the abuse that she took. And then you would see her poisoning the lake you would see her burning down the camp and then killing claudette and barry 
but what really made them stop, I'm not sure if you were aware, but uh, there was a gentleman that was putting out a Friday 13th fan fiction graphic novel and his initial budget for the Kickstarter was 2000 and he was up to like 18,000 and he got a cease and desist from Paramount. Yeah. So when, when he told me that I'm like, all right, they're, they're announcing something. And then like a week later, the TV show was announced and um, you know, it's on Peacock. Okay. Uh, Peacock puts out good stuff. It, I'm glad it wasn't on Netflix because you know we wouldn't get a second season out of it because Netflix cancels everything after yeah. one season. It has to be a limited series. I can't see it being more than one because you can only tell so much. Um, so it's from Brian Fuller who did the Hannibal TV show. And I like the Hannibal TV show. And it's also in conjunction with A24 who recently did the x the pearl and they also did hereditary and mother or mama or whatever that horrible so i'm anxious for it but supposedly uh we're going to be getting news maybe in a month about a theatrical film wow and um so a lot of people were like well um you can only tell so much in the TV series, because with the whole lawsuit is real f- finicky, but apparently, I guess Horror Inc., not Sean Cunningham, because apparently he's not the head of Horror Inc. anymore, it's someone else. They made a deal with Peacock and A24 that they can use other elements of the franchise to incorporate it in there. So maybe we'll get glimpses of like an older jason throughout something like that but i mean i'm excited but i just you know the franchise fans they're a bunch of just you can't you can't please everyone you know just be happy we're getting something it's been 13 years since anything we got from friday 13th i said that with the star wars fans all those kids losing their minds about like we're still watching star wars though guys calm the fuck down yeah i mean we got new stories it's pretty i I like them i I don't care it it brought star wars back i had a lot of fun with them. have you been watching the latest star wars the i forget the name of it but it's the one character from rogue one oh andor Andor, yeah. Nope, not yet. I'm waiting. It's not. It's not bad. It again. That starts out really slow. Uh, I'm only like three episodes in. Uh, they did announce, I think, a second season, and I believe there's another series coming out, and it's going to take. The time is before the Phantom Menace, so we'll have Jedi's in it. Oh, very cool. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about Friday Thirteenth. We're not here to talk about Star Wars. No, but we have another one too. What's that? Netflix just okayed. Uh... Mr. Ryan to do two oh, more seasons yes. of Monster. So I'm assuming John Wayne Gacy will be the focal of season two. I don't know because they just they they might because he's been popping up. They meant see I think it's going to be John Wayne Gacy because they mentioned him in the series. Yes, in season one, and then I would love to see an Ed Gein because we never really got an Ed Gein. I mean, we got one with Kane Hodder, which I won't talk about. Uh but that's what I'm feeling it could. Although, if I had to choose like uh, a substitute, I would like to see Richard Ramirez. Uh, yeah, 
I, I'm partial to Ted Bundy, just because but Ted Ted Bundy's been done to. I know, you know, but the dude escaped prison twice. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, the Zac Efron movie what was really good. It was, it was, but yeah. it didn't go into what I like. I want because you'll have the killings one, then you have yeah. the love one. I want the one from the victims, like they did with Dahmer. Yeah, and you know, people were saying, "Well, we're just glorifying." I, to me, it's not glorifying. It, to me, it's remembering. Mm-hmm. I do find it obscene, though. I was on TikTok, and there was like a two-year-old just as. Yeah, Jeffrey I saw Dahmer. that. That was that, ridiculous. That was awful. Like that. No, you don't. I mean, the TikTok videos were funny, like like the cats taking photos of the other cats, and like that's funny, you know. Yeah. Um. But to have a toddler dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer, that's yeah. that's taking it too far. Um, and then, you know, uh, Ryan Murphy did reach out to the victim's families and they to get input or approval. And he never got any contacts back. So it's not like he didn't. He's not making money off of them. He I mean, well, he is in a way, but he at least he made the attempt. Yep. Um, but OK, now I haven't watched. The Watcher. How the hell are we going to get a season two? It's doable. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 already far fetched from our original story. Watch the previous video below. We did the full story, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's they left it open. Okay. As the story is open, so really, right. if you keep leaving it open, you're kind of keeping it technical and available yeah. for sequels. Plus I really liked him in that, so I'm okay with more of him. He made me laugh. He made me creep out, you know what I mean? I think he did a right. great job. And Irene was 12 minutes from the house over the weekend and she didn't go because the weather was like real rainy, so she didn't want to like drive ah, out of her way. That's funny. Yeah. We'll but hit it. I was like, yeah, yeah. All right, but okay, so we're not here to talk about Friday. We got one last piece of news. One more, okay. (laughs) We have reached enough listeners to start advertising on Anchor. Holy sh... Nikes. I will work on that tomorrow. So what is the minimum for listeners? Uh, It's got to be 60 unique listeners. Okay, well, thank you to those 60 unique listeners. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because we put up a lot of fun stuff here, too. uh, So, obviously, you've been looking at the analytics. Um, What kind of, like, age category or territory? Haven't looked that deep yet. Okay. But now that haunt season's over, I can focus more on here. Like I said, I'm working on a new intro. I just made a banger at hh365 i know so, that was good that was uh, good. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. we got to get some footage that's what we're missing we got to find yeah. some footage yeah um all right um so real quick uh did you do anything for halloween i went to ohio and worked right now did you get to go to that school? i did not okay. i was feeling uh a little under the weather and okay. i i just it cost everything i had with that install and i yeah, wanted okay. to but it was just like it's an hour Right, a lot can happen in that hour in a place you don't know. So I was just like, "Nah, I ended it." Okay, okay, um, yeah. So I spent Halloween at at the Blairstown Diner, and uh, it was a, kind of like a chilly night, a little rainy. Not, I mean, rain held off for the most part. Uh, they had their, but they do is they do the parade down Main Street, and they uh, go trick or treating on Main Street, and. I was actually went to the Blairstown Diner again this past Saturday, met up with Dave, and I was talking to the owner of an ice cream parlor on Main Street. And I said, was it busy? And she said, yeah, we went through 15 pounds of candy. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. So um, 
it was fun. You know, uh, I had some good diner food and took some pictures. One of the pictures that the diner had posted was like their biggest uh, as far as likes ever. And mine, too. It was uh, like 1.4K likes on that oh, photo. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, they got a lot of uh, traction with that. But OK, no more news, right? We're good. We're good. All right. So we're done talking about Friday 13th. The new Netflix series, Star Wars, and other things. We're here to talk about a film that kind of flew in under the radar. I didn't know anything about it until two weeks before it came out. And then the girls in my training class were talking about it because they saw it. And they said it was really good. And we're talking about Barbarian with, uh, I don't really know the other actors other than, well, Justin Long was in it. Um Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, mm-hmm. and Richard Brack- Brackey. Um, he's been in a bunch of Rob Zombie films. He was the the killer or whatever you want to say. I'm going to go through the whole spiel, production and all that, go through the plot, and then we'll go through our afterthoughts because as I was doing your work today, I was thinking about it. And there were certain elements you could have taken out of the movie I felt didn't have to be in there. So we'll... We'll uh, mark our opinions, but uh, yeah, I think Barbarian, uh, it's still doing good in the box office. I think, I think it's doing better than Halloween Ends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Smile has made more money than Halloween Ends. Yeah, Smile, Smile has made like two hundred million, where I think Halloween Ends has made like one hundred million. So, and I'm not hearing good things out of the Smile camp either. So that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet myself. But, you know, it's something different, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I, I do like the lead actress. It's Kevin Bacon and Kira Cedric's daughter. Mm. She's a really good actress. And when you see her, you, you will see both of their features in her. So she's a really good actress. All right. So production for Barbarian. Zach Kreger was inspired by the nonfiction book, The Gift of Fear, citing a section that encourages women to trust their intuition and not ignore the subconscious red flags that arise in their day-to-day interactions with men. He sat down to write a single 30-page scene that would incorporate as many of these red flags as possible. Kreger settled on a woman showing up in an, to an Airbnb late at night only to find that had been double booked as the ideal setup for the exercise with a rule about having to surprise the audience if he were surprising himself with the writing. He became frustrated during the writing process, fearing the direction of the story was too predictable. So Krieger, with no forethought, decided to introduce a twist that would flip on its head. I just wanted to write a fun scene for myself and it ended up being something that hooked me and I didn't know where it was going. And then it turned into a feature film while writing the screenplay. Kreger named the film Barbarian as a placeholder. As the story progressed, the name eventually became the title of the film. Early in pre-production, Kreger reportedly reached out to multiple financiers and distributors, including A24 and Neon, but was rejected J.D. Lifsitch and Ralph Mar- Margulis agreed to produce the film through their Boulder Light pictures company and were later joined by vertigo entertainment after Lipschitz and mark Gulis reached out to vertigo's roy lee who had served as an early mentor to the duo in mid 2020 Lipschitz and Margulis accrued a 3.5 million dollar budget for the film largely through foreign financing most of it from the french production company logical pictures Zac Efron was the first choice to play aj whom Krager had originally envisioned as a beefcake kind of himbo 
However, when Efron turned down the role, Craiger decided to take the character's image in a different direction and cast Justin Long for his warm and disarming and charming, lovable presence on screen, which he thought would make AJ more engaging to audiences. That same year, Lee brought in Bill Skarsgård, who had previously worked with Lee in It and It Chapter 2, to co-star and serve as executive producer. Barbarian began principal photography in early 2021 in Bulgaria. The film was shot, you know, this is the second movie to be filmed in Bulgaria that I can think of. The, the other one I'm thinking of is the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that was filmed in Bulgaria as well. Hmm. I guess uh, Bulgaria looks like Detroit. <laughs> oh, they did a hell of a job with scenes if it doesn't. Yeah. The film was shot in Sofia while exterior neighborhood shots beyond the house's block were filmed in the Britmore neighborhood of Detroit. So, okay, so they actually did go to Detroit. Then why not just film it like in the soundstage and then exterior in Detroit, you know? In April 2021, Logical's founder and the film's main financier, Eric Tabaton, died of cancer. Unsure of the film's future, Lee secured financial backing from New Regency, who increased the budget to $4.5 million, and as a result, 20th Century Studios became the film's distributor, stemming from a prior distribution deal between Regency and Walt Disney Studios, 20th Century's parent division. So it makes you wonder if the character... The you know the woman or whatever you want to call her would she be considered a Disney princess? Yeah, <laughs> just like Peggy Bundy too, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and um, Ellen Ripley. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Women of power—they should be considering them. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the plot. All right. So the film opens up. It's a rainy night. And so coming into a town for a job interview, Tess Marshall books a remote house in the rundown Britmore neighborhood of Detroit. Tess finds it has been double booked when she arrives to the house and finds already occupied by a young man named Keith. So, okay, red flags are already up. You're in a neighborhood. That's the only house with like a light on. Everything else is dark. Would you want to stay there? No. Yeah, you don't know what the houses look like exactly because it's still dark out but that would you know make me double think my methods i mean come on there could have been other places maybe closer to the city where you're going to have your interview but how i came into it was i thought she was at like a summer house okay yeah because that's what it looked like yeah because you couldn't see anything else around it looked like you know margate ventner so i'm like all right Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. she's she's getting away from the dude that's texting her so Right, I didn't because they didn't show you the neighborhood that, till that, later on speaking purpose. Of the, speaking of the guy that was texting her, that was just like a plot that they just didn't like. I thought she was running away from someone, right? You know, they added like, that to it, yeah, right. So, so she wakes up Keith, and you know, it's double booked. At first, he's kind of like you think he's a d bag, but he's actually a really nice guy. Uh, because she's initially unnerved by Keith, but then she soon seems to be to warms up to him and decides to stay the night. Like he's asking her, So, what brings you here? Oh, I'm doing, I have an interview for this documentarian who made this one film, whatever. He's like, Oh, I seen it. Get out. You know, you've seen my, you've seen this. He's like, Yeah. And then, like, they have something in common where they're talking about blues or jazz. And then he is one of the founders of like this band. So that's where they get this really good connection. And he's out there scouting locations for, I guess, a new place to stay for the band or whatever. So the next morning she wakes up. Actually, let's get to it before that. So she finally goes to bed 
and you hear like noises and her doors her doors open she thinks keith had opened it but he's having like like a nightmare so um she wakes him up and she's like you know asking him if he opened she he opened her door and he's like no why would i do that so next morning she oversleeps for her interview and after the interview it seems like she got the job and when the interviewer asked her where she was staying she was like oh you we gotta get you out of there <laughs> so she returns to the house and she's chased inside by a homeless man yelling that she must leave but prior to that we finally get a look at like what this house like this neighborhood is and it's yeah. all it's detroit basically mm-hmm. <laughs> it's any block on detroit so i didn't think of it as the guy trying to get her i knew he was trying to warn her so but i don't think it was the same guy at the end i think it might have been because it looked to me even though you really didn't get to see him that much i don't think it was the guy that rescued her at the end no i think it looked different too yeah Yeah. so she's supposed to put the key in the key box because they only have one key and keith asked her to do that she ventures into the basement and she gets locked downstairs and stumbles upon a hidden corridor all right so that's your that's like your to me the second flag there is a door with a rope that pulls it open. I'm out of here. <laughs> so um, there, Tess finds a room with a camcorder, a stained mattress, and a bloody handprint. Tess backtracks and tries to leave, but it's, it's still locked in the basement. Keith arrives and frees her. Tess tells Keith what she has seen, and he goes into the basement to investigate. When he does not return, Tess returns downstairs and discovers that the hidden corridor she had initially found leads to a subterranean tunnel where she hears Keith screaming for help. She enters the tunnel and finds an injured Keith. Now, this is where I think they were, I thought they were giving you a red herring because they're trying, I, I felt like they were trying to make you think like it's, maybe he's a part of it, mm-hmm. you know? But then my thoughts soon are changed and nope he's not a part of it um the pair attacked by a naked deformed woman who brutally kills keith now i wasn't expecting to see you know deformed titties you know Uh, yeah at me i'm on the plane i'm like wow there's a pit what the fuck just happened that was actually a man that was actually a man that played whatever we call her not a woman yeah so um but she was ginormous too yeah she was huge that was a huge bitch yeah. <laughs> All right. What was that? Liar, liar. That was no, uh, um, uh, Deuce Bigelow. Yep. Deuce Bigelow. Yep. All right. So after that happens, we get a different scene. And this is where Justin Long comes in. He plays an actor named AJ Gilbride. He learns that he's been fired from his television series due to rape allegations made by a co star. Pressured to sell his assets to pay for legal costs, AJ travels to a rental property he owns in Detroit, the same house that Tess and Keith rented. AJ inspects the house and eventually discovers the hidden tunnel. The deformed woman attacks him and he falls into a pit alongside Tess, who explains that the woman, referred to as the mother, wants them to act as her children. So this is a scene that made me go (laughs) when she lowers the bottle. Um, First, Tess is drinking it. And I'm wondering, is that like, like uh, formula? Is that actually coming from her tea? You know, so AJ refuses to drink it, and she's getting pissed off. But did you notice like the strand of hair on the bottle? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really pissing off mother. 
she drags him away and forces him to breastfeed <laughs> and that scene also just made me go tess escapes the house by breaking a basement window she eventually reaches a gas station and is able to call the police the officers are dismissive of her story but she convinces them to go back to the house with her the police refuse to investigate the house before being called away attributing tess's story and behavior to drug use all right so now we go into a flashback to me, this flashback, it didn't look like the 50s. I thought it was more like late 60s, 70s, but the notes are saying 50s, so I'm going to go with that. Um, so we had the house's original owner, and obviously the um, the the house is looking much nicer. The, the, the lawns are all green. It looks like a nice area. Um, his name is Frank, who we come to find out abducts women and held them captive in the tunnel. He would use the hidden back. He would use in the hidden room to videotape himself raping them, then rape the subsequent children. So, in the movie, this tunnel is more like a labyrinth. Yeah, I was thinking that it would lead to the other houses because I'm like, that's going on pretty long. And that neighborhood, you know? it would kind of have to because there's houses. All yeah, around. and it just killed me how like the Justin Long character was measuring like when he found like the extra square footage <laughs> yeah <laughs> so all right so now we're back in the present aj discovers a decrepit frank living further in the tunnel initially believing frank to be another victim of the mother aj assures frank that the police will come to investigate frank discreetly retrieves a hidden revolver as aj discovers the tapes and frank kills himself aj flees with the gun while the mother leaves the house to find tess tess runs her car into mother seemingly killing her because earlier the homeless man had told tess she doesn't come out during the day but you know she'll come out at night i guess because she's underground and i guess you know she's like an albino and the sunlight would you know bother her or whatnot um so Tess runs her car into Mother, seemingly killing her. Tess returns to the basement to rescue AJ, but he accidentally shoots her. And this is where I thought he killed her yeah. because they, they played it off really well. The two escape the house and find shelter with Andre, the homeless man who had chased her earlier. Okay, this is saying he chased her earlier, but it didn't look like him. Andre explains that the mother is a product of multi-generational incest by Frank. The mother ambushes the group and kills Andre before chasing Tess and AJ up a water tower. Now, this is where you were come to find out the real person AJ is. Like, he most likely raped this woman. Oh, yeah. Because he pushes Tess off the tower in an attempt to save himself. Well, he kind of admitted it at the bar, too. Yeah. 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 But, like, Justin Long, like, he's always like that goody good guy you know and most of the roles he plays so it's like did he didn't he was it like guilty before proven innocent but yeah we find out that he's a jerk um so as tess is falling mother does a spider-man dive and um she shields her from the fall as aj attempts to rationalize his actions to tess the mother awakens and kills him and she fucked him up <laughs> She gave him a Jeepers Creepers kill by plugging the eyes out. The mother tries to comfort Tess and wants her to take her back to the house, but she reluctantly shoots and kills the mother and stumble away, stumbles away as the sun rises. So, did you feel bad for her killing mother? No. I did. did mother you? just 
mother just wanted a little girl or a boy, you know. Um, while the the film, okay, so overall, I enjoy the film. Would I watch it again? Probably not. Um, I felt what could they take out of the movie? Take out this the subplot with the Justin Long character. You didn't you didn't need him in there at all. You could have done well with Tess and then the whole um the abductor guy, Frank. Like that would have been good for flashbacks. I felt we needed a little bit more about Frank, like just like how did he get these girls? Yeah. You know, and I kind of felt like he they Well, they kind of left that open during the flashback. Yeah. Because he would I leave felt, a window open. Right. And I felt like they modeled that after like DTK. Yeah. Yeah. Um I watched it with Irene and she she you know she liked it. Would I go to the theater? No, I wouldn't go to the theater, but it's nice to see something different. It was. Um, it was it was a little bit of a surprise. It was nice coming to write to HBO Max. Yeah. Um it it kept me wondering what was gonna happen. It's not like yeah. I was on the edge of my seat or oh my yeah. god, this killer's awesome or anything like that, but it was it was a different idea, which was kinda kinda needed right now. Yeah, and again, it just shows you like women empowerment. Yeah. Um, you know, which I'm all for. I like, you know, I guess uh, you know, I like seeing women kicking ass. Mm-hmm. You know, the the final girl. I don't I don't, you know, I want to see guys die, you know, but or <laughs> or try to be like the goody goody and then get it like Justin Long's character. But I was really upset for Bill Skarsgård because I like his I liked his character. Yes. Yeah. Because you were you were with her, you didn't know if he was a if he was yeah. a creeper, if he was a nice <clears throat> guy. Why the fuck's he in that neighborhood too? If he's like yeah. this legendary band guy, it was it was just it was it kept you wondering. Yeah, and you know I haven't really seen anything that he's done outside of like it. So. And I didn't, you know, I didn't look at the cast list. I kind of like wasn't paying attention to the opening credits, so I didn't see his name. And I'm like, is that Pennywise? <laughs> he has that really distinctive, yeah, like smile, you know. So, but yeah, it was. It, I felt like the pacing was good. It was, yeah. So yeah, that's a review. Um, final thoughts, like out of a five. I know you gave it like a three. Yeah, I was at about a three. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't hold rewatchability. Like right. I, I can watch it again and again because you know the kids were. Funny. I could watch. I could watch the first one. I didn't really. I felt like the second one was a major letdown compared to the first one. And it will be because you don't have the kids. The kids made yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The kids are really good. Uh, actually, funny. Uh, a friend of mine on Facebook. He lives out in Tennessee and. I don't know if he lives out there or maybe he was making a film, but he was working out at the gym and the one kid from part one was there working out. I forget his name, but he was the one that liked the new kids on the block. Oh, chunky yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. He's not so chunky anymore. Well, I'm he's, sure he's not. He looks a little older and he looks more like he could be like a linebacker. Mm. So, but it was, it was just funny seeing him a little grown up. I mean, they've all grown up. I was actually speaking of like growing up. I was on like TMZ or something and it was like child actors like then and now. 
and they had like the kids from Stranger Things in season one. Yeah. And now freaking Lucas looks like he's like 40 years old in his one photo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, Duffer Brothers are working on season five. They shared something on the their Facebook page. They have like the first uh, script for episode one of season five all written out. But we're not going to get it till like 2024 or something. That's fine. I'm a Marvel fan, so I'm used to waiting. Yeah, but by that time, it's like you got to rewatch the whole series because you're going to forget some things. I'm doing it anyway, so it's (laughs) fine. I don't need a a excuse to watch that again. I really don't. Right. I've been thinking about doing it for a while now. Actually, we've been we've been watching. We're going to go see Black Panther on uh. Oh, uh, nice. Friday or Saturday? Saturday morning. And then, uh, so I I was watching Civil War. Okay. And now we're watching Black Panther. Then I'm going to watch Infinity War. You know, you I, I just lo- I love the MCU. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they're, they're slate coming out, like, for next year. Nothing's yeah, really, I know. really uh, jumping out at me. However, when it comes to comics, I'm a DC guy. And I'm excited that James Gunn has taken over DC, and hopefully we'll get some good stuff coming out. He did the last Suicide Squad, right? Um, I believe so. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and there was casting rumor, but someone had said, you know, who would make a great um Lobo? If you know Lobo, um, one of Superman's villains, I think his name's Lobo, Jason Momoa. Well, I could see that. Like he's got, he's got the looks for it. Uh, he does have his Aquaman movie coming out, but we'll see. And you know, I just don't get DC because apparently Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman. Rumor, but we're not going to get a Robert Pattinson Batman movie for a while. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It was good. Yeah, maybe they're trying to run two Batman timelines. I I could see it like Earth One and Earth Fifty Two or whatever. Yeah, but um, you know I'm I'm excited for this Flash movie more so not for that idiot that's playing <laughs> the Flash, but Michael Keaton. Yeah, as Batman eighty nine, and you know the whole when H when Discovery bought out HBO, biggest mistake of their life, like. There should have been stipulations. You made this freaking Batgirl movie, no matter how bad it might have been, we won't see Michael Keaton again reprising his role. Yeah. We won't see Brendan Fraser as Firefly. So this and Discovery, they're just I don't know. I think HBO is gonna go defunct soon and HBO Max is gonna be all freaking scripted reality stuff because that's mm. what Discovery does. <laughs> I want them to put Tales from the Crypt on. You fucking own it. Why was put it, it yeah, in why, there? Yeah, why isn't I mean that's like a great I remember that was like my childhood. Yeah. There were so yeah. many great shows, but you had the Gary Shandling show. That was what that was called, right? I didn't care for that. Yeah, but it was La- still He did Larry Sanders. Well, he had the Gary Shandling and I think he did like Larry Sanders after that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for him though. Then you had Super Dave. Which was hilarious. I don't remember Super Dave on. He was the stunt guy. Right. I remember him. Yeah. I don't remember like a TV show. Yeah, there was a TV car- show. Remember the cartoon he had like on CBS? No, nah, there was a TV show. Oh, okay. Do you remember Encyclopedia Brown? Yes. That was an awesome show. I love that show. 
But, yeah. but you're missing the boat on Tales from the Crypt. Do you know how many horror yeah. people are going to just subscribe because you have that? Yeah. And they were they were going to revive it at TNT, but then at the last minute, it fell through because I think HBO said, nope, because we want more money. And that would have been, I think that would have been something cool. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. So um, I'm going to Monster Mania this Sunday. Sunday, Up Sunday, Sunday. Oaks, PA, which is like an hour from me. And... I'll be working at 12 the night before, so I'll get home around 6.30, get in a shower, take a nap, and then Irene will drive my ass over there. <laughs> I'm not cosplaying. I'm just going as me. Yeah. Uh, we got the photo op for David Howard Thornton in his Arctic Clown costume. Nice. So Yeah. So, um, And then debating on who I want to get autographs from is Heather Langenkamp's there. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm not a big Nightmare on Elm Street guy. But it's Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Um, but there's two actors from the Monster Squad. And then the the final girl from Terrifier 2 is going to be there. So it's like decisions, decisions. So because I'm not going out, I'm not trying to spend all this money. No. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. I like the Oaks Center and then taking a break from the cosplay for a little bit and just going to enjoy the rest of the year and get acclimated with the new job and that's all I got. Horror news. Anything else coming up? Um, anything for you coming up for, before the end of the year? Any haunts that you're going to? Possibly. Um, okay. I have to go to that thing in uh, Pennsylvania for the uh, haunts. And then a, um, just a couple of Christmas shows open. But okay. you know how fun it is spending money during Christmas time. <laughs> Especially when you got kids. Yeah, God. <laughs> so we may just be on hiatus until uh, St. Patty's or Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, you know, I know uh, the weekend of December second, you and Terry, uh, you know, might might head up our way for Chris Kringle. Mark. Oh, is that the weekend we're doing it? Because well, I have it's no not, idea. It's not solidified, but I did tell Irene, like, it's I'm off every other weekend, so that is my weekend off. And I actually just registered to win free tickets, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll win see. Four, four free tickets. At least so, we can hang out. And yeah, and I you know, can make fun of all you fucking Christmas people. Well, I'm not like when it comes to that, I'll get bored within like 10, 20 minutes, you know, because <laughs> you can only see so many like handcrafted Christmas stuff before you're like, I call them macaroni Santas. Like, it's bullshit people made on a plate, and then they're selling it for 20 bucks. <laughs> Although, like, the people, like, there's glass blowing demonstration there, too. That could be cool. cool. That's cool. And then the ice sculpting is cool. Like, with the chainsaws and everything. Yeah, that would yeah, be all that. right. But um, just the whole area is just really nice, and especially if it's, like, you know, a little crisp out and you get some warm cocoa. But uh, non-horror related, I am excited for a Christmas story story. I know you are. Holy shit. Have you seen the previews for it? Just the, him putting his glasses on. That's the oh, one I've I'll, watched. I'll, I'll send you the new one. Oh, there's no it one? It gives you a little bit more. I uh, unboxed my leg lamp today. And I'm like, for the money I spent, these bastards couldn't give me a light bulb. Nah, they're never giving you a light bulb. <laughs> so I have to go out tomorrow and get a light bulb. So there is no... Um, electric uh sex illuminating from our living room window right now <laughs> now are you gonna go led or are you gonna go like old-fashioned light bulb to make uh, it look probably i'm gonna go old-fashioned yeah you got probably. it yeah but um you know it's gonna go right in front of 
the bay window there and for all the neighborhood to see. <laughs> you got to pull her outside. Like, doesn't it look great? <laughs> you should see what it looks like from out here. <laughs> Neighbors like, who the fuck are these people yeah. out here? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been another fun episode. It's going to be a quick one. Really. Yeah, a little quick. You know? Not a lot of trivia yeah. behind this. This movie kind of popped mm. out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else recently. My mind's just been such a blur. Uh, no, I've just been catching up on TV series. Uh, I just restarted rewatching The Offer, which is about the making of The Godfather. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I. I ran through that in like a night, dude. Like I didn't yeah, even go on, to bed. I just kept. I just finished off where Al Ruddy is meeting Joe Colombo, and it's like an ambush where he's at like the Italian League. Oh yeah, and they shake yeah. hands. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's where I left off at, and then I'm like maybe 20 minutes into the episode after that. So, oh, he then... he killed it as Al Ruddy. I... Yeah, he he Miles Teller. He's a great actor. He is. And he's a, he's a Jersey boy too. Or no, he's Pens- Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania boy. Oh, that's Doyle's right. Doyle's Doyle's Town. But um, yeah. So there's actually a. I was listening to a podcast called um, Hollywood. Um, hum, oh, what's it called? Hollywood. True. True. Prime Hollywood or something like that. And they do like, they'll do episodes like movie versus reality or TV versus reality. So they actually did the offer versus reality. Yeah. And the one host read a a book for research and it's called like, take this gun and have a cannoli or something like that. And it's basically the novelization, like where the offer came from. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I put that on my, Amazon wish list because Irene's always like, I never know what to get you. So I figured I'd work last night. I'm killing time. Let me make a wish list. So she has, you know, for holidays, birthdays. She's like, you're like a 13 year old kid. I'm like, well, you said you never know what to get me. And I'm just giving you ideas. That's a good idea. Yeah. Hear that dudes yeah. out there? Because we're all <laughs> in the same spot. She has no idea what to get me, right? Yeah. No, no idea what I'm into. Uh, well, it's hard when you have like you have a lot of Freddy. Yeah, I have a lot of Jason. So it is harder for our spouses to get something franchise related because it's like she's she'll tell me don't buy anything until the new year. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It was a fight about my Freddy shoes because I was we were away. I think we were away for a haunt. And I woke up early to get the pre because the vans sell out quick. Oh, yeah. So I was like down there, down there, down there, down there. And I got it. I'm like, yes. I walked back upstairs. She's like in the middle of doing it. I was like, oh, babe, I'm sorry, but I couldn't well, miss it. You can have one pair for display and one for walking. I would never wear them. They would boot no? me up this by now. Uh, I would have one that I would. Uh, I don't find vans comfortable. I never wore vans, so yeah. I'm not too sure. There was something else. Shit. What else did we watch? Dahmer was incredible. I finally finished that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it, man. I've been busy wrapping. We got our award show coming up. I did nine videos for it. We're giving out Damn. nine awards. Nice. Now, are these like virtual awards, or will you mail them something? I'll mail the winner. Okay. I'd last year I did a nice eight by ten printout and found uh, frames at Walmart and sent them out. 
There you go. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I like to give back. They give a lot to us. We like now. To... Did did um any of the haunts that maybe you've never been to? Did they share your reviews or anything? Like when you tagged them? Oh yeah. Um yeah. This shit went out of control this year, dude. We Good. topped out at twenty thousand views in twenty eight days. For all your videos combined. Yep. Some of nice. these videos hit. 2.3 thousand views, 2.5. Um, that's good. One's nearing 3,000. So th- these are all going to drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come next month, but that's expected because it's such a small niche. But yeah. Th- they're still, they're still blasting through. Like we have, um, pull it up real quick. I mean, we were getting hundreds of views like here seven days ago. Got 120 views out of the season. So where's the good ones? Yeah, they were pimping us out on social media. One of the good. haunts reached out to us to do a thank you video for their actors. Nice for their um uh wrap up party. Okay. Yeah, so we got 1,800, 1, 1100 a fan do you know what was your highest viewed video for this haunt season yeah, yeah it was our field of terror review okay hold on let me make sure 2000 light of terror was up there too nice yeah so field of terror was 2800 nice okay good yeah i mean the, all the views were great tons of comments tons of likes came in oh here you go <laughs> have you started it yet not yet i'm working on a uh short stories by joe hill i love that old book smell <laughs> um it looks like it'll it's only um uh, let's see how many pay- oh, they don't have page numbers in here yeah they don't have page numbers up oh, there we go uh, about 270 pages um let me see if this is a first edition yeah, it's a first edition too. Wow. And I, I got it for a steal. So um, you know what I rewatched the other night because I was I off, I think, and I was just trying to find something to fall asleep. My Amityville nightmare or haunting with uh the one son. Yeah. Yeah. Have you you've seen that one before, right? No, but it just and you that's weird that? you're talking about that because it just popped into my email. Really? Yeah. Saying okay. watch this on Tubi. Oh, it's on Tubi. Okay, I guess it was. Um, I think it's on Shutter. Was it on Shutter? Yeah, it was on Shutter. So okay, definitely, uh, definitely give it a watch. It starts out great, then there's a little bit of a slow burn. But um, your friends, the Warrens, well, Lorraine Warrens is in it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. They um also a true crime episode for us. There's a place called the Killing Fields. Hmm. Where there's um, been like 30 bodies dumped and they don't know who's doing it. That's out like in Texas, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, um, was Grim Life Massacre out there? I think they did an episode out there. Um, and I think they, was it them? No, it was one podcaster, I think, but they were talking to like the father of one of the victims, but also the Delphi murders. They just found that guy. Yeah. You've heard about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, after six years or something. And I I caught the, I was leaving for work. And I think it was like inside edition was talking to one of the moms and there's a photo of him at a bar 
and in the background is a composite sketch of the person responsible for the killing like the balls this guy had wow <laughs> but yeah and plus you know i'm not um thoroughly vested in like the whole story but it seems like the police dropped the ball on that one <laughs> <laughs> well you're a part of the force now brother so i'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> yeah speaking of which have you been watching the unsolved mysteries on netflix you have to watch, if anything, watch the very first episode. It talks about the girl that was killed by the train in May's Landing. Yeah. And how the New Jersey Transit Police really messed that up. And the way, like, the autopsy within 24 hours said she committed suicide. But she was, what was left of her, she didn't have her clothes on except for underwear and a bra. And her appendages were sliced off rather than if you were standing on a train track, you know. So they're saying the family believes she was already killed because there was a lot of blood on the train track, like a pool. And that the people that like possibly abducted her later on the train track. Because it wouldn't pool if you got hit. It would splash. Right. <clears throat> wow. And they then that up. And then the mom was walking like a mile away from the train where she got hit and she found her shoes and I think her shoes and her bandana or her headband or something. And because there's video of her like from a deer cam. She's got shorts, tank top, headband, and like shoes on. Huh. But she was found like almost naked. And then and all um, that stuff was in the same spot because that happens when you're hit by a train, all your mm-hmm. clothes go to the same spot. Right. But not a mile away. <laughs> well, they're not going to go to the same spot any damn way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, and then they even had uh, a witness come in that he overheard three of his employees talking about these guys killing this girl. But when the police brought the witnesses in, of course, they denied it, you know. Um, but I remember it's not too far from like where her house if you're familiar with old tilton road the air force base there okay so you're crossing say you're going to route 30 you're on old tilton road you cross the light which is the intersection of wrangleboro and old tilton so if you make a left you're going to the hamilton mall but if you go straight straight you're going to route 30 your next left right after that light is the street where she lived out with her family and she was only killed a, a one and a half miles from home like that's where the train hit her wow yeah so very sad story but it's just like your hometown quote unquote is on unsolved mysteries yeah yeah so then um we can also check out the prostitute killer Oh, on um, Atlantic City. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, West Atlantic City, yes. I'll never yes. forget. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I got into a huge fight on Facebook about that like three years ago. Really? This old woman was like, I feel so bad for these girls. I'm like, I feel bad for them too. But if they had a different career, they'd be alive. And she goes, that's not true. I go, oh, do a lot of cashiers at Rite Aid get murdered behind hotels? No, yeah. they fucking don't. Yeah. So she kept 
going and going and going. I literally had to change my profile picture to her picture. <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. Oh my gosh, that's that's, that's great. That's yeah, great. I do that to people all the time. And then um, my cousin fucking found it like a year later. He's like, did this really happen? I'm like, yeah, dude, this bitch was fighting with me about this. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, another another true crime would be Princess Doe out of Blairstown. Um, she was her body was found in the cemetery back in like 1982, and the speculation was a couple of things. She could have been a runaway. She could have been sex trafficking because back in that time, like Route 94, like that area, was the transportation route from like New York to Pennsylvania. Yeah. So. The town found her. Uh, they called her Princess Doe and actually um, buried her and gave her a gravestone and everything. Her, she was the first. Oh, my gosh. Something like she was her case was one of the first for the FBI. I'd have to go look it back up. But the way they ran for missing people or doing something, maybe DNA or something. Um, she was actually featured on an episode of America's Most Wanted. For many years, they felt that it was a cover-up and there possibly, possibly could have been some police involvement, like someone high-ranking in the Blairstown Police Department killed her because he was up to no good. However, back in late spring early summer they just tracked down her murderer through dna of some sorts and he's actually doing life in prison for another killing oh wow um so unfortunately her her parents passed away before they can get answers but she does have family out in i think she's from like long island or staten island so as of now she's still going to be at blairstown but they might say we want to bring her back home uh, but some residents in town, from what I hear, think that this new found killer is just another cover up to cover up possible police involvement. Maybe. Yeah, yeah but it's a, it's a good story. It's a very good story. I remember when I very first went to Blairstown, I wanted to visit her grave and I couldn't i mean the, the cemetery is pretty a decent size so yeah. you if you don't know where you're going to look for her you're gonna be there all day looking for it so when i googled it like where was princess doe found when it came up like on uh, it gave me like the latitude and longitude and it went into my google maps i was freaking standing where her body was found i'm like oh that's creepy let me step take a step back <laughs> but yet it's nice um because i mean the town would do it would do a memorial every year for her and one person kind of spearheaded a new direction for it she wanted to reopen the case and some people didn't like that because i think she got a little bit too far in her investigation and she was actually getting strangers coming into her business and kind of like telling her you need to stop what you're doing yeah yeah, so, all right, so not to end on a sad <laughs> note, but um, that's what we do, horror, we talk things about horror, true crime, yep. but um, it was a great episode with The Barbarian, if you haven't seen it, give it a watch, uh, it's just one and done, if you're a Justin Long fan, you'll like him, I just feel like he's typecast as 
I mean, come on, he was killed in Cheaper's Creepers. He was turned into a walrus. He was sucking milk out of a uh, big old barbarian teat. So, <laughs> and he got accepted at college. He got accepted at college. I love that movie. <laughs> and he was also, you know, if you watch the sequel to it, he became like the GM for shenanigans for waiting. Did he? Yeah. They he had like a like waiting two came out and it was like it was like atrocious. Yeah, they had like a Ryan Reynolds wannabe. I never but watched they, it. They brought in the Justin Long character for a quick cameo, and he's a total like one eighty. He's like a douchebag who's like a G, like a GM now or DM or something like that for shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never. I love the first one. The, oh, the first one. The Batwing! Oh my god, the Batwing! Yeah, the, the first one was great. And then, I mean, classic characters and Andy Milanakis as, like, the busboy. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. All right, let's wrap this up before we All get right, this Jared. hour mark, sir. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for checking out the Horror Shed podcast. This will be followed by a better intro soon. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, your sister's ass, whatever. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I think there's a couple others. But I'll... all right, brother, I will talk right. to you later. Talk to you soon.